Hi, I'm Deb Crow, and welcome to season two of the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with strong leaders from all over the globe. Here, you will learn from peers you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolbox. Because whether you're a C-suite executive or a first-time entrepreneur, we all contend with challenges and there's always room for improvement if we choose to seek it. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I'm always intrigued at the numerous requests that I get from colleagues and friends and new LinkedIn connections to have amazing leaders and people from around the globe to be on the show. And I'd like to introduce you today to a new gentleman who was interested in being on the show. And I read his bio and some of the topics that he wanted to talk about. And it just aligned so much with who I am as a leader and a coach. And just with the show's message of being heart-centered and doing that with imperfection along the way. So let me introduce you to Krishna Mohan. He is a fellow entrepreneur. He's a business coach. He's a speaker. And he's also a number one best-selling author. He has so many topics that he can talk to us about. And I could go on and on with his bio, but I'd rather have this talented man be shown through an intelligent, stimulating, meaningful conversation. So Krishna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that uh, wonderful introduction. And thank you again for the opportunity. Well, your bio is so impressive. And I thought to myself as I was studying and, and doing my research to prepare for today's show, I want to show your brilliance and the exemplary service that you're providing through a great conversation. So I've got some great leadership questions ready. And if you're ready, let's go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm all set. You have such an extensive global clientele and you have so many different hats that we wear as entrepreneurs. Share with us a bit of the backstory for how you became a leader in what you're doing in your own business, but more importantly, what qualities you've learned and honed or even had to relearn along your trajectory. Yeah, that's a wonderful uh, question. Uh, Basically, let me step back. I actually started my career in sales, you know, with GE and uh, got my, you know, my basics right. And I held several mid-level, senior-level management positions within sales and business development, you know, uh, function. And uh, I have got into a few other opportunities to work for a couple other Fortune 500 companies. Uh, in the similar line of uh, functional uh, background. And then I transitioned to smaller companies, growth-oriented companies, startup environment. Through that process, um, I learned a lot of things from the corporate environment, small business environment. Initially, from the learnings perspective, I learned a lot about sales, the fundamental skill set, interpersonal skills, objection handling skills, questioning skills, you know, market expansion skills, people skills, relationship skills. And then also I realized that there are a few other things that I, I had a difficulty to, to really digest, such as I would say emotional intelligence, handling emotions, handling temperament, handling frustrations, handling 
oriented customers. You know, uh, so many things like that were very difficult at the time while I was doing the job and things like that. But retrospective, as I look back and see that I have to unlearn a few things. What I mean by unlearn is I, I, I was a little more aggressive in my approach to things. Um, more from doing perspective. I used to do a lot and think less. Then, then I have to unlearn to you know think more, think properly before you do. Because as a leader, you got to plan first. If you don't have a plan and you're you're more on doing side, then then you lose uh, the end goal, which could be a different objective altogether. Uh, things like that. Uh, I think um, emotional intelligence. What I mean by that is you need to show that you have. You know, head over your heart. As a leader, you're supposed to take some tough decisions, right? Those are some of the things I think are very, very critical. I think um, one need to gain mastery in, in those things to really be successful at the top. These are some of the things that I could think on the top of my head. But yeah, we could uh, delve uh, more deep into them. Absolutely. It, it actually segues nicely into my next question. So my second question has permanent residency on the show. And it's, it's why I titled it what I did. Share with us what imperfections Krishna brings to his heart-centered leadership. First and foremost thing, the, the entire business environment that we operate is not perfect. We don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect business world. But we have to bring our best to the table. Yes, um, we all have strengths. Yes, we all have weaknesses. But I think the way I can put this in a perspective is that as a leader, you, you got to be aware of your weaknesses. Um, as a leader, you got to be aware of your imperfections, right? But that would be just a starting point. Knowing that you are imperfect in these areas, the next job that you have is to you know, make it better, make it better, improve on a daily basis. Whether it is the product, whether it is my service, whether it is my planning or or my execution, you know, as a business owner, right? So imperfections are everywhere uh, in, in, in all of these areas. I, I, could, I could go on and on and on. But some of these imperfections can actually lead to failure in business, uh, which I did uh, fail many times. What it actually means is loss of uh, time, effort, money, resources they're expensive but you learn the lessons from there uh, and then you get up and you develop resiliency <laughs> and then you know do it again and do it well i think i can just put it that way but uh, you know since there are so many i cannot list specifically what those imperfections are well i'll tell you i'll tell you what i love about that answer is it's very common they say deb we only have a half hour show like how many <laughs> how many do yeah. you want but you know it's it's wearing our heart on our sleeve and being authentic and transparent yes. and i i love the way you framed it to say we don't live in a perfect world we don't have a perfect job we don't have a perfect organization but it's the progression and it's the resilience. And like you said, learning from the mistakes, because there's not an entrepreneur that I haven't met in 31 years of being in business yeah. who I have not had this conversation with. So it's a, it's a great answer. And I can tell you, you're, you're in good company on the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. My third question, I want to talk about developing leaders. And I don't want to go the route about teaching them or mentoring them around critical thinking and problem solving. I'd love for you to kind of really dive into strategy mm -hmm. versus tactic. You know, st strategies is a big game plan of your organization or to accomplish a 
a major goal, and, and that's the strategy. But the tactic is, how do you execute those that strategy, right? Like you break it down to, you know, uh, maybe 10 different tactics. Uh, like, for example, you want to have a great sales team, and then these sales team are expected to produce X amount of revenues. That's one of the tactics. The tactic number two is you, you want to build great landing pages, and then you, you want to build great funnels. And then you want to come up with some great, you know, conversion equation, um, you know, from the traffic that you generate through those landing pages. And then you you come up with the tactic in terms of how you nurture those prospects. And then you have a tactic to finally, you know, allowing them to sign up to your program. You know, those are your tactics. Um, but your overall strategy is you're taking a multi multifaceted approach. One is, you know your sales teams, then you have your marketing funnels working on the side. Then you also have partnerships going on on the sites, the strategic partnerships that you want to, you know, partner that would, um, you know, leverage um, what you got to offer with, with, with their strengths. And, and that's another thing Then you could also take an approach in terms of acquisitions. You can acquire a competition. You could acquire a company which, which has an IP or, or some specialization that you lack. Um, which would take another five years for you to build, you would rather, you know, acquire them. So these are the tactics and that's the big, you know, strategy that we have. So how do you develop these leaders? If I'm developing leaders is by exposing them to all of these facets, to really putting them into the action. Okay, you may give them a high level game plan and a high level tactical plan, but in order for one to learn and, and becoming become a leader by delivering, you know, the results, uh, one need to go through this process and then make them accountable, give them the liberty and freedom to do what they want to do in that. And then they will come out as winners and then give them exposure to all these areas that I talked about and then slowly transition them to the strategy part from tactic and then allow them to come up with a tactical plan to execute a different strategy. And then eventually they become a leader who will be able to do all the things that I talked about. And I think what I love about that is what you're not saying within that message is supporting them in the ability to fail forward. And and I think that's the other part about being imperfect and heart-centered is when you align with your team to say, I did the same thing and you get that aha glazed moment, you know, on their face when they're looking at you and you get, you did. Yeah. It's that alignment and being able to to foster that you were in their shoes prior to you getting to where you were. It's that common sense kind of conversation and approach that I think really allows leaders to stay heart centered. And it's a great example. And I, I love the way you broke down putting in layman's terms. Strategy is the big game plan, but the tactic is, is the movement, the execution, because we can talk about something, but if we're not going to execute it, then what are we really working towards? So I really love the way you did that. Thank you. So basically, um, you know, you walk the talk, you set an exa- example and they look at you. You know, people are watching you. When you are at the top, you know, so everything matters. And that's very important. I think as you develop leaders, you got to be an example. Otherwise, you know, you, you will have some challenges. Well, it's, it's everything matters and everyone matters. So important. My last leadership question is, we hear the buzzwords winning mindset. What does that mean to you as a man and all the different hats that you wear in your life? But also, what does it mean to you as a leader? It's a good question, Deb. At the end of the day, I mean, my observation from the market, um, 
everybody has a different objective. I'm owning this business because I want to make X amount of dollars. I'm owning this business. I'm passionate about my product. I am running this business because this would set my retirement. Each one has a different objective. So it's like a champion mindset. You are playing the game to win. You're not playing the game just for playing the game. Like if I want to become an Olympic champion, my mindset is very different. My day is different. My practice is different. My network is different. My, my peer group is different. The way I walk is different. The way I talk is different. The, the way I do things is different. So that right there sets the tone for every day. You're there to win something. You're not just there to play something. So that's a different energy that you carry everywhere. So if you are going to make deals, you're going there to win the deals. You're not there to you know, be nice with people. You're not there just to hang around and you know, nothing happens, not that kind of thing. But that doesn't mean you're coming out in an aggressive fashion. You're determined, you have a goal, you have a purpose. And that sense of purpose is heard, is seen, and is felt everywhere. Just because of that, you win. Absolutely. And leaders exude value through their actions and their words. And they don't convince people because they are so rich, not in a fiduciary way. They're so resourceful. Resourceful and their self-awareness is limitless. I love that. Thank you. So I think that mindset can make a big difference in the outcomes. Absolutely. Whether it's our personal lives, our business. And it sounds easy. You know, I often joke with the leaders and companies I work with, and they often say to me, well, that's such common sense, Deb. And I'm like, but it's not your common practice. It's not common practice. And it is very difficult to implement because you will face problems. You will have to figure out solutions. You will have to do whatever it takes to finally win. It requires commitment. It requires doing whatever it takes to make it happen. It's not that just working hard. Absolutely. It's not the one size fits all approach. I love that. Okay. I'm going to switch to my fab four. These are just four fun questions. I love to ask what's kind of sitting on top of mind for each question. So here we go. First question, tell us something that we don't know about you. Well, I'm, I'm spiritual and I'm also music lover. That's wonderful. Second question, tell us a book that you have read in your lifetime that has really, really shifted your way of thinking or changed your heart. Changed me from the business perspective, I would say Cashflow Quadrant of written by Robert Kiyosaki. The Cashflow Quadrant book really changed my perspective about everything as far as my you know, career and business life is concerned. But from, from my heart perspective, Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavad Gita is... Is, is written by Lord Krishna. It's a spiritual book, which has pretty much all the answers of life. I am also a yoga teacher, and I know the book that you're speaking of, and it's an amazing book. So I have to throw in another question now, because I told you this can sometimes happen. I bring my yoga principles and philosophy a lot when I'm dealing with executives. Share with me, from a personal perspective, the importance of meditation to have that clarity over chaos. Meditation will keep you grounded. It will keep you connected, brings you to the present moment, because man mistakenly um, lives in the future or past, trying to be in the present. Uh, so he, he loses present moment all the time by either regretting about something or planning for something. So 
meditation will bring you to this very moment. If you are living in this moment, that means you are living. If you are living, then you are breathing. If you are breathing and you are living, then you can do things. You can think right, do the, do right. You can perceive the entire environment right. Your level of awareness will increase. Your consciousness will increase, and thereby you can see what you are supposed to see. You can hear what you are supposed to hear. Thereby you can think what you are supposed to think and do what you are supposed to do. These are a lot of things. That's everything that meditation can do for somebody. Absolutely. And I, I love that you have framed it the way you have. And I think it's important that we all have different elements of our unknown to share with our peers. I think it's a great team building exercise when you can share something that your team may not know about you. And I appreciate you sharing your two with us today. Now, before I close out the show with my last question, I want to thank you again for your interest in the show and sharing your heart, more importantly, and also just further endorsing that we're all imperfect. So just know that my gratitude for your time and expertise today is well noted, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you. And I'd like you to close out the show for us by answering and finishing this sentence. Heart-centered leadership is leading your life and business with heart. You've been listening to the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I'm Deb Crow. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. And I'd love it if you'd visit my website at debcrow.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter and get access to the Heart-Centered Leadership Toolkit, all free of charge. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you again.